and welcome back to the Burn Pancakes podcast. I am your host, Katie Fenske, and today I'm going to be sharing a solo podcast with you. So it's just you and I chatting. My family and I were getting ready to travel to Colorado to go visit um, my in-laws, and it made me start thinking of all of the trips we've taken with our kids, whether we're flying, camping, road trips, and I thought I would share some of the funny stories from our many travels we've taken. So why wouldn't this be burnt pancakes if I didn't tell you about some of our fails that we've had, Um, but also some travel tips. So things that we've learned along the way to either make your trip go smoother for you to enjoy it more or how to survive traveling with kids. So I've got 10 little tips for you um, for traveling. All right. So number one, When you are traveling with your kids, it is super important to be aware that your kid's behavior is not going to be wonderful on the trip. So I have learned to just lower my expectations for how well my kids are going to listen, behave, um, just all of that in general. I just realized that they're in a new location. It's probably very distracting it's a new environment. Most of the time they are way more tired than normal. Our bedtimes are different. They usually don't get as many naps. So just being able to say, it is okay if my kids aren't sweet angels when we're traveling. Well, let's face it. They're not at home either, but um, it just helps me to like prepare myself. We recently went to Chicago back in um, spring break and At the time, this story was not funny, but now I'm laughing about it. So we were staying at a pretty nice hotel. And um, to get to like the outside, we had to go down the elevator, then through like the middle lobby where there was a bar, a restaurant area, um, the check-in was there. And then you take another elevator to get down. So it was raining. So I had my youngest Maverick in this cute little yellow raincoat. He actually looked adorable. Um, We're walking through this lobby and I could tell as we're passing this bar, there's a bunch of like business people who had just gotten out of a conference. And so there was a group of people standing by the bar and a woman who was dressed in her business suit. She looks over at Maverick and goes, oh my gosh, he's so cute. And he walks up to her and slaps her on the butt. Like my jaw dropped. I I didn't know how to react. I was like, oh my God, my kid just slapped her on the butt. Um, she reacted very kindly. She was like, oh, haha, I have kids. I get it. I instantly grabbed his hand, ran him to the elevator, and then proceeded to lecture my three-year-old that we don't hit people in the butt. Okay. No. Did I say this was an appropriate behavior? Absolutely not. But it was just out of the ordinary for them. They weren't used to being in this fancy hotel and like holding themselves together. So it's funny now. And when I tell people, we all laugh about it. At the time, I was mortified. It was so embarrassing. But again, the kids are just out of their element. So now I know to lower my expectations when it comes to behaviors. There will be tantrums. There will be like pushback and fighting, but just let it go. You're on vacation. All right. Another thing that has helped greatly, and I'm sure all you moms know this already, but snacks upon snacks upon more snacks is the way to go. Whether you're flying, whether you're at an amusement park, in the car, 
you need to be feeding your kids 24-7. It just keeps them busy and it keeps them from getting bored. We love goldfish crackers. I pack them every time we've flown. Um, I try and avoid things that melt, obvious reasons. Um, I do try and pack healthy foods, but like, let me tell you, I have cut up a plum before, had it in my purse, and no joke, like a month later, I had wine in a little Ziploc bag. It was so disgusting. I, you know, there's so much stuff in your diaper bag that you kind of forget about it. So I tend to pack processed food that can handle feed in my purse for a very long time or my diaper bag. On road trips, I do try to stay away from like salty snacks just so my kids aren't getting too thirsty while we're driving. Um, sour things they like. So we try to do that. Um, but I'm telling you, if you're standing in line in an amusement park, if you're sitting in the car or on an airplane for a long time, snacks will keep your kids busy. Number three. Now, as a certified potty trainer, I always tell my clients to plan your potty training around or away from any big trips, usually like three weeks to a month before. That would just give your child enough time to kind of get through that initial potty training stage. You are going to need to still be in potty training mode if it's been like three weeks a month, but you don't want to spend like a week in potty training and then get on an airplane and fly somewhere for you know, a week in a new environment. Um, it's important to practice using public bathrooms before you're going to take any of these big trips um, or staying at like someone's house that is different for them or in a hotel. Um, but if your child is like somewhat newly potty trained within the last couple months, it is helpful to bring a travel potty. I know OXO Tot makes a great foldable one. Um, uh, one proud toddler makes a travel lid that literally folds up to the size of like I don't know, a CD a CD disc. Remember those CD discs back in the day? Um, it's super tiny, and you can just throw it into your bag. I brought this with us to Chicago because my son did not want to go poop on the hotel bathroom toilet unless the lid was smaller. And at home we have one; it's like super easy for him to use. So this was really easy to pack. Um, we are going to be staying with family next week. And even though he's like nighttime trained, he does every once in a while have an accident while he's sleeping. Usually if we're like out later at night, he has drinks, you know, later than we usually do. Um, so I'm thinking about bringing like puppy pad mattress cover just in case. Um, and if you're potty training while you're traveling, bring more clothes than you think, because Having accidents is not fun when you're out and about, but if you know, hey, I've got these extra clothes, it's okay. It's going to be fine. You just have to be forgiving. Like, Just know when you're traveling, things are kind of out of the ordinary. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, okay, moving on. <clears throat> when you're traveling, sleep 100% is going to be interrupted. So just be flexible with the fact that you're not going to have that perfect schedule like you do when you're at home. If your child has a nap in the in the car, that's fine. If you have a baby and the nap is going to be in the carrier, that is fine. Um, we tend to have later bedtimes when we are traveling. Like when we were in Chicago, oh my gosh, my kids went to bed so late. Not only the time difference, but um, we were just, you know, having fun and we were out later and then they were in the hotel and they were excited. So bedtime just was messed up. Um, 
I recently, a friend of mine went to Hawaii with her four kids and on social media, she posted a picture of her, I think her little girls, one, one and a half, a picture of like this screaming toddler at a restaurant in paradise. And she was like, this is what later nap time and later bedtimes look like when you're traveling in paradise. But it was just so real. It was like, yeah, it's going to be tough. Like it's hard, especially with the younger kids when they are like used to that really strict bedtime, but also you're on this family trip and you don't want to miss out on things. So just be like flexible with sleep, be okay with the idea that, Hey, their bedtime is going to be a little bit later. This might affect their mood. Um, if you are staying somewhere like a hotel or, um, a family's house, Some things that you can do to try and keep the environment consistent is bring along a sound machine. I know we've taken them with us um, when we've traveled. Um, Some people have used a slumber pod, which is so cool. It like almost makes it like a blackout tent for your um, pack and play. Um, I know people who bring portable blackout curtains. Um, I am not opposed, which we have done this before, sticking the pack and play in a closet. Uh, We were staying at an Airbnb once. I think that's what it was, but there was like a closet next to where the bed area was. And we were like, let's just put the pack and play. It was plenty of room in there just to kind of close it off and give him like privacy so that if we turned on the lights, he wouldn't notice it. So we adapted sleep for our travels. All right. Next tip. This section is all about flying. So we are about to take our flight to Colorado and we've actually taken a good amount of flights with our kids, mostly because we have family out of town. I don't think if, if we didn't have family to visit, we probably wouldn't have flown this much, but it's just kind of, we have to, if we want to see our family, if they want to see us, we've got to take these flights. Um, So we've been flying with our kids since they were babies. So a few things that we have learned the hard way, um, we try and board last. So even though with your kids, you can board early. If you have an assigned seat, sometimes it's best to like be the last ones on the plane or close to the last, just so you're like minimizing the time you're on the plane with your kids. Um, we tend to like when boarding starts, take them to the bathroom, kind of run around, get their wiggles out and then get on the plane. So um, we've always taken advantage of that lap infant seat. So having your youngest, your, I think it's two is the cutoff for when you can have a lap infant. We've just never paid for an extra ticket. I know some people do, and that's kind of nice, but we have always brought our babies with us up until two. They haven't used the seat. Um, Funny story. We took my two older kids. So Ronan was four. He was four and Jet was like nine months. So that's that like really hard age where they're starting to move, not quite walking yet, but crawling, but just does not want to sit still. Little, little babies, you can totally entertain them on the plane. Like that's pretty easy. You just hold them. They fall asleep. You like bring crinkle toys. They're fine. Nine months. He just wanted to move around the whole time. We were flying from Chicago to California. So it was like a five and a half hour flight. I remember we had gone out the night before we left the kids with family. And it was like one of the first times we've been able to go out for a very long time. So we stayed out much later than we wanted to and, um, or that we should have. Um, and then our flight, we probably had to be at the airport like 6am. So we were exhausted. And then we have this little nine month old who 
would not sit still. I swear he moved the entire time, did not sleep the whole flight, was constantly wiggling. So my husband, we got off the plane and he was like, you know what that felt like? It felt like if you were trying to grab a giant fish out of the water and hold the slippery fish as it's like flopping around in your arms. He sent me a gif of this. And to this day, we laugh so hard about what it was like taking Jet on a five-hour flight where he was just flopping all over. He was like handing him back and forth, but he was awful. Um, But we survived. We look back and we can laugh at it and it's all fine. Um, When you're flying though, again, pack so many snacks like gummy candy, fishies. We just pack anything that they can just constantly just snack on because that keeps them busy. Um, I always have my boys bring their own like carry on backpack with activities for them. Um, So some of the things we've loved, like interactive books, books that have things that you can like touch and flaps that they can open and close magnet puzzles. Um, The game spot it is really cool. It's more for like, I would say five and up, but it comes in this like little circle tin. It has pictures on it. And you just like look at the picture and try and guess, uh, pick which one matches. It's super easy to carry on and it doesn't make a big mess. Um, Things that are reusable, like puppy stickers that you can put on different pictures. The Melissa and Doug water painting, super fun for little kids. Um, My boys have gotten into sticker puzzles lately where it's like paint by number, but with stickers. They love them and I'm going to bring them with us. I actually have two hidden in the closet them and take with us on our flight. Um, So anything that keeps them busy, that doesn't make a big mess, isn't tiny little pieces that you're looking for are all really helpful. Definitely a change of clothes for you and your kids. I cannot tell you, I think probably three, three blowouts that my babies have had on the plane. No joke. Um, And it has gotten on me. And one time I did not have a shirt to change into. So I had a lovely yellow stain on my shirt. So I learned to bring a change of clothes for myself as well. Um, But then one thing that I always said I would never do, which is let my kids use a screen on a a flight. I have learned I am 100% totally fine with iPad, Switch, phone, just to keep my kids quiet and entertained during a flight. Not only does it make it easier for the people around you, um, but it's just easier for you. Like it is hard to keep a kid in a seat that long. So if you're okay with screen time, go for it. We literally like the minute we sit down until the minute we land, we let our kids use it just because it makes it so much more pleasant. So if you have like Disney Plus, Netflix, download things ahead of time. So they're already on your phone, on your iPad, and you don't have to worry about, you know, the airplane mode. It is set to go. So that's what we're working on this weekend. We are downloading a bunch of shows to put on our iPad and phone and let the kids listen to that. Okay. Another tip that I think I learned this one from a friend. Um, I, especially when you have diapers and little kids, I hate packing a giant thing of diapers with me. So either to, if you're staying with family, ask them or like do an Instacart delivery before you get there and say, Hey, I'm going to be ordering some snacks, some diapers, some wipes to be delivered to your door so that it's ready to go when I get there. Or like if you're staying at an Airbnb, do that delivery when you get there so that you're not packing 
a giant pack of diapers. You can have it shipped to wherever you're going. And then if it's snacks, you know that whatever you order, your kids will eat. Because sometimes if they're picky and you're staying with family, you want to make sure it's food they'll eat. So that I thought was a great idea. Um, This tip is something I learned from a friend. And it's more when you're going like maybe to an amusement park, a zoo, a museum. So when we were in Chicago, we went to three different museums. And it was terrifying taking these three boys. I thought when I said to them, Hey, stay close to mommy and daddy, make sure you can see us. I thought they would actually listen to me. But the minute we got in, it was like, they all saw something in three opposite directions and just went for it. It was so hard to keep my eyes on them. So before you get to a location, practice what to do if you get lost. So say to your child, Hey, if you are here and you cannot find mommy and daddy, this is what you do. And like actually practice this when you get there. So have them either practice saying their phone number. So see if they know it or write it on their arm, maybe in Sharpie. Um, so that if they get lost, you say, if you can't find mommy and daddy, stay right where you are. Don't move. Cause you know, they start wandering around looking and then you can't find where they were. Um, and then <clears throat> teach them how to find another family, another mom, or someone who works there. So like I would teach my kids, um, look for another mom and go up to her and say, I can't find my family. Can you call her for me? Um, that's just like, just for safety reasons. It's, it's a big one. Um, also teach them like if you're at Disneyland, Hey, look for a cast member, look for a worker. Cause they are also really good at helping, um, reunite lost children. So, all right, next tip. This is something my husband discovered. So I'm going to give him credit for this. When we fly, um, we either arrange for like family members who are picking us up to have car seats, or we've tried this new method just because we do not like bringing car seats with us. I know so many people do, but when I'm in an airplane airport, I don't like carrying around a ton of stuff. And those car seats are awful. They are so hard to move around. I know some people have like um, wheels you can attach to your car seat so you can just pull it around, but we've just never checked in car seats. We've never brought them on the plane. Um, my husband discovered a service called Kid Moto. It's kind of like Uber, but for people with kids. So when we went to Chicago, we knew we had to get from the airport to downtown, which is like, I think it was like 45 minutes, but that was like the only transportation we needed. We were going to do public transportation the rest of the trip. We didn't need to rent a car. So we're like, how are we going to get there? Our flight got in at like one in the morning. So it didn't make sense to like get a taxi because we were like, what if we can't get one at that time? So he found Kid Moto. Um, We were able to schedule a pickup. The driver came right to baggage claim. He knew our flight number so that... um, I think our flight was delayed a little bit. So he was able to know exactly when we would be landing. He was able to message us and we could message him through the um, Kidmoto. I think it was an app that we used, but he had all the car seats that we needed. So we needed a car seat. We needed um, a booster seat. He had all of those already installed, picked us up right from baggage claim and dropped us off at the airport. And it was amazing. My kids still talk about like, remember that fancy car that picked us up at the hotel or at the, the airport? It was probably just like a black SUV, but they thought it was so fancy. Um, But that like saved our life, not having to bring the car seats and knowing we could get from the airport to the hotel with 
without having to like worry about it. It was already set up, ready to go. Um, okay. Another thing that we have found that really helps with traveling is when you go with other families. Um, this kind of seems like a given, I guess, but we went camping when my oldest was, oh gosh, I think he was a year and then he was two years, but we went with other people who didn't have kids yet. And let me tell you, they had way more fun than we did. Having to entertain your child by themselves without other kids around, like we were busy entertaining while they were, you know, drinking and playing card games and having a good old time. So from now on, we make sure that when we go camping, we go with another family that our kids can get along with. And it is way better. Like the we went this summer and the kids were so entertained. We were able to chill and relax and have a good time. And it just made the trip so much more fun. So find some good travel families. That makes a world of a difference. Um, okay. The last thing that I think we learned from traveling with our kids is that you just need to bite the bullet and take the trip. Um, so many times I think we were like hesitant, like, do we really want to do this flight? Do we really want to stay in a hotel for five days with our kids? It's not always the easiest to travel with your kids, but it is so worth it in the end. Um, what I've learned is even if your kids aren't going to remember it, these memories are for you too. It is okay if your kids don't remember a trip because you will, and that really matters too. I remember we took Ronan to Disneyland when he was, I think, two. He does not remember that trip at all. Like we've told him about it and he's like, yeah, no, I don't remember going there. But I still remember and I have the best video of what he did the minute the doors opened and Mickey was standing there. We'd probably waited in line for like 45 minutes to see Mickey. The doors open and no joke, he ran straight to Mickey and just gave him this big, big hug. It was the sweetest, cutest thing. And, you know, had we said, oh, he's not going to remember this trip. Let's not go. Like that was a sweet memory. I, I am happy that we took him. I'm happy that we took all these trips, all the camping trips that are so much work to take these three boys on it really in the long run it's totally worth it. And I also think um, we've made a lot of trips out to Colorado to visit family and grandparents. And yes, it costs money to fly out there. But I think in the long run, knowing that our kids are going to be with their family, it's it's totally worth it. So if you're thinking about taking the trip, my recommendation from all these past experiences is to do it. It's totally worth, worth those memories. So on that note, I am off on a trip with my kids. Um, I will see you next Friday for another Momversation. And I want to remind you that everyone burns their first pancake. So just keep flipping. 